Are you ready, Flyer fans? It's the Anthony Grant Show. And Dayton has won! Dayton has won! All right, champion! Nailed it! Nailed it! It's the shot clock! He's got it! Presented by Bud Light and live from Frickers on Woodman Drive in Dayton. Tonight's show is brought to you by Bud Light. Here's to the beer you can always count on. Frickers. For over 30 years, has been the home of fun, food, sports, and spirits. Premier Health is proud to be the official health care provider for UD Athletics. Learn more at premierhealth.com slash sportsmed. And by Flyer Spirit, the university-owned student staff destination for Dayton Flyers gear. Hashtag Flyer Spirit. The Anthony Grant Show on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Now, here's the voice of the Flyers, Larry Hanskin. And good evening, everyone, and welcome to the Anthony Grant Show here on the home of the Flyers. Uh, I'm Larry Hanskin, uh, joined by uh, the coach, uh, Anthony Grant, as uh, Dayton is uh, rolling right along. Uh, winners of six in a row, um, and 3-0 uh, and now in the, at the, in the Atlantic 10. Maybe having a little technical difficulties. Uh, um, you folks, can you folks hear me at all? Yeah. You, ca- you can hear me. Okay, fine. All right. Uh, so, anyway, like we say, Dayton uh, now 11 and 5 overall, 3 and 0 in the Atlantic 10. Winners of six in a row, and most recently the 72-67 win yesterday over UMass. Before that, the dramatic come from behind win on Wednesday over George Washington. So a lot to talk about here tonight on the Anthony Grant Show, including a big week ahead with the Flyers on the road for a pair of games Wednesday at VCU and Saturday at St. Bonaventure. And uh, the individual awards uh, continue to come in for Dayton as uh, it tends to follow success. And today we learn that uh, Jordan Davis has been named uh, the Atlantic 10 Player of the Week, uh, Co-Player of the Week. And, and well-deserved, all the guy did was, uh, you know, was score uh, an average 23 points in two games, scores 46 total points, all the while defending the best offensive player on the opposition. It was a heck of a week for Jordan. Yeah, so proud of, of Jordan. Uh, you know, he's a, he's a young man that, you know, he works extremely hard. And we've asked a lot of Jordan this year. You know, every, every game that we've played, we've, we've put him on the team's primary offensive weapon uh, that we've gone against, and he's done an outstanding job. So, you know, and, and when you look at a young man who, who probably most of his life was, was known as a scorer, as a guy that, that could put the ball in the hole and, and, uh, you know, most of most of the of the non-conference, he really struggled, you know, in terms of being able to find the bottom of the net on a consistent basis. But he he stayed consistent in terms of his work ethic. And like we always talk about, you know, uh, it, it, the game is always going to be true if you if you stay true to it. And he did that. And it's great to see him have the offensive success to go along with uh, what he's been able to do for us on the defensive end. So really proud of him, uh, really happy for him. And certainly our team needed his efforts in both of those games to be able to come out with the wins. Yeah, I mean, the defense, the folks know the offensive numbers, a career-high 25 points Wednesday and then added uh, 21 yesterday. But you look at the defensive uh, numbers that he put up, if you will, uh, Terry Nolan, the leading scorer for George Washington, hits his first two shots against his own and then goes 0 for 7 uh, with, with Jordan on him. And then, uh, you know, granted, Lawan Pipkins got his yesterday. He scored 19 points, but he had to take – you know, 19 shots to get it, you know, so, it, you know, he really f- made him work. And, um, you know, sometimes those things uh, don't go noticed by everybody, but I know you notice it, I notice it, and the Atlantic 10 notices as well. Yeah, you know, well, certainly Jordan will be the first to tell you, you know, it's always going to be a team effort, no matter no matter who we're playing on the defensive end. You know, we 
we have schemes and plans that we that we want to do. And you look at, you know, there's certain guys in, in our conference or across the country that are just tough, tough guys to defend. And, you know, I think our fans uh, were able to appreciate Pipkins yesterday for what he was able to do. You know, he, he really has a knack for scoring the basketball. And then he's got some pieces around him as well. So uh, I thought uh, as a team, we really locked in in terms of scouting report and what we needed to do. And, it was a, a heck of a college basketball game, and, and certainly uh, J.D.'s effort along with the rest of our guys uh, were, were huge in terms of uh, putting us in position to be able to win the game. Down the stretch yesterday, told the guys today, you know, uh, they had some success in the second half from the three-point line. I think they made maybe seven threes in the second half. The last ten possessions, they converted three out of those ten possessions. And, you know, as a team, that, that, that's great to see. Uh, being able to get the stops down the stretch and be able to pull out the victory with what you do on the defensive end. I, I thought the mindset of the team uh, yesterday was a big factor contributing to their on-court success in that, um, and, and, and credit you and your staff for preparing them for what that game was going to be. It was going to be a dogfight. It was going to be a possession-by-possession possession game, and, and I thought that was their demeanor from the opening tip all the way until those final clutch free throws. No question, you know, and you got to give UMass credit. I think they, they, their reflection of their coach, Matt's a fiery guy, and he gets those guys to play extremely hard, and, and we knew that coming in. Obviously, we had some very highly contested games against them last year, and then you watch them on film this year, and they've added some, some, some very talented pieces to go along with that personality. So you've got to understand that. That's, that's the nature of, of, of league play really all across the country. And uh, I was proud of our guys to be able to stay the course and understand that it was going to be a game of runs. There was going to be highs and lows over the course of the game, but we needed to be able to stay the course and make plays over the course of a 40-minute game. Three conference games and three victories, but all three very different games, in some ways different ways in which you were successful. But but what would be the common denominator in a, a win, a, you know, a, a blowout win over Richmond, a dramatic comeback over George Washington, and then yesterday just a, a toe-to-toe prize fight with the U.S. Yeah, that, that's a great question. I mean, I, I, I like to, to, to give the credit to us defensively. You know, I think it, in each of those games, uh, whether, whether it was, you know, the Richmond game, which we won by a lot, or the come-from-behind win against uh, GW or, or yesterday, there was a point in the game where our defense kind of took the game over and uh, allowed us to have success. Well, the Dayton Flyers are uh, enjoying some success right now, but uh, you know what? It's uh, you got to have a short memory in college basketball because while you enjoy yesterday's win, uh, big tasks ahead for this Flyer team, and you take them one at a time in two games this week at VCU and then at St. Bonaventure. We'll get into those, and we'll also take a look back uh, more at some of that, the things that led to that dramatic comeback win on Wednesday as well as yesterday's hard-fought victory over UMass. That's all coming up as we continue. It is the Anthony Grant Show. We are live at Frickers on Woodman Drive. The Anthony Grant Show, live from Frickers on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Now the three big things you need to know. The top stories we're following this hour. A Dayton man once convicted of murder is indicted for allegedly kidnapping his girlfriend and killing her puppy. The president continues to hold firm in his desire for a wall on the southern border. And Ohio swears in a new governor. You're never more than 15 minutes from Dayton's top stories. I'm Dave Daniels, WHIO Continuing News. 
Adults 50 years of age or better, you have an exciting way to learn about a broad variety of topics. The Osher Lifelong Learning Institute at the University of Dayton, offering fall, winter, and spring seminar series that meets weekly. Choose from seminars such as Earth's Environment, Past, Present, and Future, Adventure Travel 2019, Beginning Guitar, Workshop, Legacy Writing, and more. All offering an intellectually stimulating yet informal non-competitive environment. Call 229-2347 to register or learn more. We know that purchasing a new system is a big decision. At McAfee, we feel you should only have to make it once. That's why we offer lifetime, worry-free coverage on new McAfee systems. Never a charge for repairs, never a charge for maintenance, not even a charge for filters. And when the day comes the system needs replaced, you're covered. Any season, any time, McAfee. Maytag and Logan Master Appliance will help you stand up to messes with a Maytag brand kitchen suite that's engineered to resist fingerprints, so stainless steel keeps looking stainless. The easy-to-clean, fingerprint-resistant stainless steel finish keeps your kitchen looking as good on the outside as it works on the inside. See store for full details and qualified models. Logan Master Appliance. When service matters, call the masters. Hello, it is I, thine king. Today, I speaketh on behalf of Bud Light and the most sacred of traditions, the tailgate. In my days as a collegiate liege, I hosted the very first tailgate in yon woods. We didn't have coolers or sports. We were basically just in the woods. But we had Bud Light, so a tailgate it was. Anyway, I invite you to continue my legacy and enjoy Bud Light courtesy of me at your tailgate. Also courtesy of me. Dilly dilly. Enjoy responsibly by Light Beer, AB, St. Louis, Missouri. Hello, Brooklyn. The Atlantic 10 Men's Basketball Championship returns to the bright lights of Barclays Center. Join your team for five days of tournament madness, March 13th through 17th at the iconic Brooklyn Arena. Purchase tickets now at the ticket office of your favorite A-10 institution, at Barclays Center box office, barclayscenter.com, ticketmaster.com, or by calling Ticketmaster at 800-745-3000. Come to Brooklyn and cheer your team to a title in the NCAA tournament. At McAfee, we believe in supporting and reinvesting in our community. Through scholarships, local charities, and even on the sports fields, we're always working with you in mind. Any season, any time, McAfee. For the night, we've got some clearing skies early, falling through the 20s this evening, eventually down to a low near 15 degrees with wind chills in the single digits. I'm Chief Meteorologist McCall Vrydags in the Miami Valley Severe Weather Station, AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. You're listening to The Anthony Grant Show on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Call now, 457-1290. Now, back to the voice of the Flyers, Larry Hansgen. Hey, welcome back to uh, Frickers on Woodman Drive, your home of fun food, sports, and spirits, and the Anthony Grant Show. Uh, Mondays uh, during the college uh, basketball season, we got a standing room-only crowd here. It's kind of like maybe uh, Christmas or Easter Mass. Just everyone slide in uh, towards the middle and, and maybe make room for uh, uh, new neighbors or, or new friends you could uh, perhaps meet here tonight. Uh, always, Frickers a great place uh, to watch uh, the NFL playoffs, a great place uh, to watch college basketball. If you weren't going to be here, now, the UD alumni are doing a, uh, a watch party at TJ Chumps in Miamisburg Wednesday for the game against VCU, and then again on Saturday at Buffalo Wild Wings Blazing Room in Town and Country 
at 4.30 for St. Bonaventure. That's if you're not going to come to Frickers, you have other options, and you can gather with uh, the UD alumni folks there for those games. Bud Light Mike is available for the folks here at Frickers. We've got uh, a phone line available wherever you are in Flyer Nation. Uh, 457-1290 is the number to call. Is Dayton uh, coming off a week with a pair of wins on the road at GW, and then yesterday the 72-67 win over UMass. Jordan Davis with uh, 25 points, a career high on Wednesday, 21 points uh, yesterday against UMass, and an outstanding defensive job as well, uh, named A-10 uh, Co-Player of the Week uh, and uh, richly deserving uh, of that honor. You know, last week uh, at practice at, uh, at uh, GW, it was kind of a, a scary moment, maybe m longer than a moment. Um, and a lot of, I, we mentioned it on the air, but I don't know if the fans caught it, that you start your shoot around practice about noon, and you're maybe two minutes into it, and all of a sudden, Ryan Mikesell and Obi Toppin, or they're, they're, I'm going to look over, they're sitting on the bench, and they're drinking Gatorade, and, and uh, Mike Mulcahy, the trainer's taking their pulse and their temperature and everything, and, and what the heck happened? Yeah, I, I wish I knew. I'm, I'm uh, grateful that they were both able to play. But, yeah, at that time, uh, it looked like we, uh, we may be a little bit shorthanded going into the game. And, uh, you know, it was, it, was, it was bizarre. But, thankfully, uh, it worked itself out. Well, and, and give Coach here some credit, you know, because everyone is looking over there at the bench and going, what the heck's going on? And he says, hey, we came here to win a game, and I don't care who we're going to win it with. If some of you are going to have to do more than you thought you were going to have to do, so be it. And, uh, and I think that uh, that mindset carried over because you got a huge lift in that game from Dwayne Cohill uh, and, and Frankie Policelli off the bench. And, and it was more than just what they did in the stack column with them knocking in a couple shots and getting a rebound or two. They really gave that team a lift. No question. I, you know, I don't, I don't think we win the game without those guys' effort. And uh, I thought uh, they both did an outstanding job coming in and, you know, the stat sheet is, is, is what it is. But like you said, I think the things they did that didn't show up on the stat sheet, you know, we didn't have great energy to start the game. And, and uh, you know, GW came out and they, they made shots and they, they were the aggressor to start. And I thought those guys came in and they gave us great energy. They gave us great effort. Uh, and I think started our run in terms of being able to cut into that lead and, and get back into it. And uh, I, I thought it was uh, – it was great as freshmen for them to be able to go on the road like that and compete the way they did and certainly uh, very, very happy with the effort they gave us. And, and, and that pays dividends. That, I mean, that's, a, that's something that now, I mean, these guys, maybe their eyes aren't quite as wide. Uh, maybe maybe the, you know, the butterflies aren't, aren't flapping around quite as much as, as they were earlier. Yeah, I think, you know, and give credit to, to our veterans because, uh, you know, when we, when we came in at halftime, obviously we were down 10, but, you know, Going from 22 to down 10, we felt good about where we were and the opportunities we had. And those guys were, were really, uh, you know, telling the freshmen they did a great job and, and to be ready. And obviously in the second half, we had a, a unit out there that did a great job and we stuck with that. But it, it, I think that, that breeds confidence in young guys when they know that they've got the support and the, uh, and the recognition from the veterans that, hey, you know, they trust us that we can go out there and, and, uh, and do our part in terms of being able to help the team. You know, one of the other intangibles that goes into being successful, and I'm kind of peeling back the curtain for the fans to, to take a look inside, but uh, another takeaway that I got from last week and being around the team, and specifically at practice on, on, on Wednesday, and it, it was a member of your staff, and it might have been Coach Donnie Jones, uh, just said, you know, sometimes guys are going to make shots against you. Okay, you're, you're going to play defense hard. They're going to make a shot, but watch your body language. 
don't go hanging your head or slumping your shoulders just because a guy made a play. And I, I thought that was a great piece of coaching. No question. You know, that's a, that's a great point because sometimes I think you can watch a game and, and you see a guy, you know, make a shot and you think, wow, you know, that, that's bad defense because he made that shot. Or a guy misses a shot and you think it was good defense. And, and certainly for us, you know, as long as we're doing the things that we need to do to get our guys to understand that you're, you're playing against really good players and, you know, they're going to make plays. But over the course of a 40-minute game, if we continue to do the things that we talk about in terms of the way we want to play, that it'll work out in our favor. So, uh, yeah, so our coaching staff, I think, does a great job of uh, just keeping our, keeping our guys level-headed. And like I said, we've got a lot of young guys on our team that are still learning and growing and, and beginning to understand this is what uh, allows me to have success individually, and this is what allows our team to have success. This is the Anthony Grant Show. We are at Frickers here on Woodman Drive. The Bud Light Mike is here. Tom is at the Bud Light Mike. Step on up. you got a question for Coach. Coach, I'm going to ask you a couple questions about uh, uh, Trey Landers. And uh, he certainly is, uh, you know, doing everything you could ever ask for. And uh, about yesterday's game, uh, he was out there to shoot free throws, standing with the ref, uh, senior ref, I think his name's Roger Ayers. And, and uh, Trey took a took a probably like a practice shot. And, and uh, uh, I don't know if, if that's in the rules or not, but but he he put it in, and then you know when the rest of the teams came out to to start play, then you know he, he he I think he took one and he missed one and made one. I could be wrong on that on that sequence, made them both that time. But anyways, uh, um, is that in the rules? I, I didn't. I wasn't aware of that, and uh, I, I don't think I've ever seen that before. An okay. official actually gave him a practice shot. Yeah, uh, uh, Roger Ayers let him let stand him take there, one, huh? take it, a shot, put know, one in. It, it, you know what? It was just so casual that they were just sitting there talking, and, and all of a sudden, you know, Roger just flips him the ball, and he shoots free throw. They keep talking, and, and you know, <laughs> but Trey does tend to t- carry on a conversation with the officials. <laughs> From time to time, he's been yes. known for that. Yeah, I, I wasn't aware of that. I've yeah. never seen that before. Yeah, okay. <laughs> and, and then uh, the other one was he, he, he picked up a technical at George Washington. And I'm still not sure what that was about either, but he got one. So uh, he, he wanted a practice free throw, and they wouldn't yeah. give it to him. <laughs> yeah, right. Right, right. <laughs> right. But, but anyways, I, I don't know if there was a uh, – Trey, Trey is uh, – uh, uh, energetic and and uh, he does talk and there's nothing wrong with that if you talk with the right attitude. No question. You know um, the technical at, at GW, uh, he was on a fast break and felt like he got fouled and, and and the call wasn't made. And one of the officials actually got injured several minutes before that, so they were down to a two-man crew. And uh, you know th- that's one of those situations. I think at the time we may have been up four with about six to play. You know so. Yeah, I took it as, as a, a teachable moment for Trey and for our team. And, you know, in those situations, you know, it's, it's great that you come out with the win. But there's so many, so many different situations that come up in the game that as coaches, we try to use those as teachable moments because you're going to be in that situation again. So for Trey, it was an opportunity to say, hey, listen, you're, you're, the passion you play with and, and your voice is really, really important in terms of the fire that it gives our team, but you, you have to be careful in terms of 
not letting that get the best of you, which ultimately hurts you and hurts our team. So you got to be able to understand how to control that. And he's, he's done a really good job. And, 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 and everybody that, you know, knows Trey knows that he's, he, he's, he's an emotional guy and he's got great passion and his heart's in the right place. But he still have to, has to learn how to control that fire. Uh, but certainly uh, I thought he did a great job yesterday. Some clutch free throws down the stretch or a huge rebound, uh, you know, where that got him to the line to give us the lead there. And, uh, you know, I thought he made a lot of plays there that, that helped us helped us get the win. You know, statistically, you don't look like a good free throw shooting team. Last two minutes of a game, you look like a good free throw shooting team. Well, you know, I, I you know, I still I, I feel like, you know, yesterday we got to the line 21 times to their four, you know, which which was great because coming into the game, you know, one of the big things was was being able to keep them off the free throw line and be able to defend without fouling. And for us, you know, being able to get there uh, because we knew it would be an aggressive physical game. So I think we ended up going 13 for 21 from the, from the free throw line. And, you know, you look across the stat sheet, we had several guys that went. And uh, I think, uh, gosh, Obi was maybe one for three. Josh was six for eight. You know, I think uh, Jalen was three for four. JD was maybe one for two. So then, you you know, you, you, you've got a, a litany of guys that got there, you know, but our, our ability to convert. So I think we ended up maybe 60, was that the 63%, yeah. you know, from the free throw line. And our goal as a team is to be above 70. I think right now on the season we're at about 68 maybe, 60, 68%. So we're, we're, we're close. We just got to continue to work and, you know, uh, practice and play with confidence. But I think we have guys that have, have the ability – you know, to go up there and, and shoot above 70%. And that'll be critical for us moving forward. Yeah, there again, a coachable moment, uh, you know, to talk to the guys that, hey, you know, a free throw in the first minute is still worth as much as a free throw in no the question. final minute. No question. Now, this is a big week ahead for the Dayton Flyers. You know what? Every week's a big week. You get into conference play, and this Atlantic 10 is certainly uh, uh, up, for, up for grabs uh, in Dayton right now in a three-way tie for first place with uh, Davidson and also St. Louis uh, heading into – uh, a road game at VCU on Wednesday and a road game at St. Bonaventure on Saturday. We'll take a look at those games, and we'll hear from you. The Bud Light mic available for the folks at Frickers, 457-1290, wherever you are in Flyer Nation, as we continue the Anthony Grant Show live from Frickers on Woodman Drive. The Anthony Grant Show, live from Frickers on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. This is the station Dayton turns to first for live team coverage of breaking news. WHIO Dayton Springfield. Your news starts now. Depend on it. It's 730. I'm Dave Daniels. Here are the three big things you need to know this hour. A Dayton man once convicted of murder is indicted for allegedly kidnapping his girlfriend and killing her puppy. The president continues to hold firm in his desire for a wall on the southern border. In our top story, Ohio swears in a new governor. Looking ahead to a cold night, how far the temperatures will fall? I'll let you know. I'm Chief Meteorologist McCall Vrydags. Your exclusive WHIO forecast is coming up. Now WHIO triple team traffic uh, still dealing with an accident in Moraine at uh, Kettering Boulevard and West Stroop Road. Otherwise, your highways are looking good this hour. Southbound on 75 from Needmore to 35. That five-mile drive will take you about five minutes. Our top story takes us to the State House, where new Ohio Governor Mike DeWine pledged in his inaugural address to protect the most vulnerable in the state. Those to 
paraphrase the late Senator Hubert Humphrey, who were in the dawn of life, those in the twilight of life, and those in the shadows of life. And he says they are the values that will guide his administration for all of its days. The president makes his case for a wall on the southern border at a national farmers convention in New Orleans Monday. President Trump at the Farm Bureau's national convention in Louisiana making the case once again for a southern border wall. When it comes to keeping the American people safe, I will never, ever back down. Fox's John Decker traveling with the president. A 20-year-old Dayton man thought he could get the upper hand on a man on Kenilworth Avenue last night, but paid the price when he discovered his victim was armed. Word is, when the victim stated he would not provide money, he was allegedly attacked by 20-year-old Christopher Statton. During the struggle, the victim reportedly pulled the trigger, both requiring medical attention following the incident. WHIO's Jason Michaels. Statton is still undergoing treatment for a gunshot wound or wounds at uh, 20 at Miami Valley Hospital, I should say, and is charged with robbery. With local news every 15 minutes, this is WHIO Continuing News. Well, a convicted killer is accused of kidnapping his girlfriend and fatally shooting her eight-week-old puppy. 61-year-old Anthony Allen of Dayton indicted Monday on one count each of felonious assault and cruelty to companion animals and two counts of having weapons under disability, among other charges. Allen was convicted of murder in 1976 and was sentenced to 15 years to life. He was also convicted of felony theft in 2005 and cocaine possession in 2007. He's being held on half a million dollars bond. Now with the most accurate and dependable forecast, here's Storm Center 7 Chief Meteorologist McCall Eggs. As we head through the night, we're going to look at temperatures dropping quickly now that we've got mainly clear conditions early. Eventually more clouds will fill in, but not before we fall to the middle teens by morning. Wind chills to start the day tomorrow will be in the single digits to low teens, only to rise to a high near 32 degrees in the afternoon. We'll have increasing clouds, but we stay dry until Tuesday night, early Wednesday, where we could see a few flurries or a passing rain shower. I'm Chief Meteorologist McCall Vrydags in the Miami Valley Severe Weather Station, AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Latest scan of the live Doppler 7 radar, clearing skies and cold temperatures in the Miami Valley. It is 18 degrees in Pickwood, 19 in Springfield, and 20 degrees in Dayton at 733. I'm Dave Daniels, WHIO Continuing News. Have you ever wanted to speak another language? Whether you want to speak Spanish, French, or German, Babbel's 10 to 15 minute lessons can get you speaking confidently in your new language within weeks. I just started learning Spanish with Babbel and it's really helping me with my pronunciation. ¿Cómo te llamas? ¿Cómo te llamas? ¿De dónde eres? ¿De dónde eres? Haha, <laughs> I got it! I'm amazed how confidently I speak Spanish now. I wish I had tried Babbel sooner. Babbel's award-winning technology gets you speaking right away. And best of all, you'll remember what you've learned. No wonder Babbel is the number one selling language learning app in Europe. Try it for yourself and see why Babbel is the quick way to get conversational in a new language, like Spanish, German, Portuguese, and more. You can try Babbel for free. Go to Babbel.com or download the app and try it for free. That's Babbel, B-A-B-B-E-L dot com. Or download the app to try it for free. That's Babbel.com. This is Clark Howard here on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. You own an Amazon Echo? When you get home, tell Alexa to play WHIO. 
You're listening to The Anthony Grant Show on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Call now, 457-1290. Now, back to the voice of the Flyers, Larry Hansgen. Hey, welcome back here to Frickers on Woodman Drive, your home of fun food, sports, and spirits, your home of The Anthony Grant Show, Mondays during the Flyer basketball season, which is rolling right along with Dayton now. 11-5 overall, winners of six in a row, 3-0, and in the Atlantic 10, coming off of wins last week, Wednesday night, uh, in dramatic come-from-behind fashion at GW, and then yesterday a 72-67 win at home over UMass. Uh, you talked about it right after the game, Coach, but we'd be remiss if we didn't mention again what a role the Flyer faithful played in that game yesterday. Yeah, I tell you what, I, I on behalf of, of myself and our staff and our players, thank you. That That was awesome to see. Obviously, everybody knows the weather that we had for the last couple of days and uh you know just driving in that day it was it was it was a little a little testy on the roads when i got in at about what nine o'clock that morning and uh to come out before the game and see the crowd and then the way the crowd was in it it is very much appreciated by all of us so on behalf of everybody thank you guys for that and you know also i also want to mention you know at gw we had an outstanding group following us there it was it was great we had just as many if not more fans uh, on the road there as as they did. So uh, another uh, great showing by the Flyer Faithful. You know, that, that obviously uh, is a key part of uh, Dayton basketball, and it was something you witnessed firsthand as a player and now as a coach and the support you get at the games and the home court atmosphere and then the following on the road. But also, um, when you bring a young man like Chase Johnson to come see a game when he's thinking about where he wants to go to school or, or really any recruit – when you bring in, for them to sit down and, 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 and witness a game firsthand, they've got to come away feeling like, you know what, it matters here. It, I'm, this is not some place you just go to play basketball. It's not about the league, maybe. It's not even about the, anything else. But when you come and play at the University of Dayton, it matters. Yeah, I think I think that's exactly right. I think any time we, we, can, we can bring someone in and they get a chance to, to catch a game, uh, I haven't had a, a young man yet that, that walked away from that uh, and wasn't extremely impressed. I was one of them, you know, a long, long time ago. Uh, I got a chance to come up and watch the Flyers play at DePaul back in, uh, gosh, 82 or 83. Yeah, 82-83 season. Yeah, yeah, and uh, it was special to, to see that environment. And, you know, it still gives me chills to come out and see, uh, you know, what we have. It's, 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 it's unique. It's very special. And, I know I don't take it for granted, and certainly it's it's been a tremendous asset in helping us to be able to secure some of the recruits that we've been able to secure. Well, and 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 and, and it makes the guys. I think um, you know the, a lot of these guys come from a long way off. I mean, you you've got a you've got you know Jordan from South Carolina, and you've got Jalen from Memphis, and and Obi's from New York, and you know, Josh and she, all over the all, all over the place. But it's got to it's got to make them feel. There's got to be a welcoming feel. I think that comes along with that support in that, okay, I'm someplace where it matters and people care. No question. No question. And I think each guy would probably have a story to tell you either on their recruiting visit or uh, before they ever came, uh, just the, the love and support they felt, whether it be in their hometown, someone saying, yeah, I graduated from Dayton or yeah, I've been, uh, you know, where, where, what schools you're looking at? Oh, you're looking at Dayton, the Flyers. Yeah. The, the, you know, great basketball tradition or, like Obi told a story of, on his visit uh, when he was getting on the plane. It's like people knew exactly who he was as he was getting ready to board the plane for Dayton. 
And, uh, you know, those things make a big difference. Now the Dayton Flyers uh, making a difference in the Atlantic 10 so far this season with a 3-0 mark in league games as they get ready for uh, VCU coming up uh, Wednesday uh, in Richmond, Virginia, and then uh, on the road at St. Bonaventure on uh, Saturday. Of course, VCU, um, that, uh, that venue, that, uh, that game site, very familiar to you, having been a, been a coach there previously, uh, and one of, the, you know, one of the more hostile environments that uh, Dayton's going to have to play in this year. No question, and they got a really good team. You know, I think you look at right now, they may be, uh, I think, I think they're, they're the best defensive team in our league based on the numbers that they've been able to put up in the non-conference. Uh, they, they've got depth, uh, and they're, they're a talented group and a well-coached group. So we've got to deal with the product they put on the floor, but also it'll be a hostile environment for our guys, and it'll be loud. So that's something that, you know, we've been uh, obviously uh, at, at this stage of the season at Auburn is probably the closest thing that, that we'll have, have uh, played at in terms of that environment. So it's a great challenge for our guys. I know, uh, you know we'll, we'll, be, we'll be looking forward to that. I think it's been a, uh, a great game for, for Dayton over the years when you look at the success that both programs have had in the league. So we're excited about the opportunity to play and looking forward to the challenge. You mentioned uh, VCU, one of the top defensive teams, if not the top defensive team uh, in the league, and, and, and you feel like your success in these most recent games has been predicated on your team's ability to play defense for two halves, uh, which had, had been an issue prior to that. But uh, offensively, Dayton, the number one team in the league, offensively, uh, uh, to what do you attribute that, the, the success you're having offensively? I think um, unselfishness, uh, guys understanding their roles, and, uh, yeah, just buy-in. You know, I, I think, uh, you know, we've got a group right now. If you look at the stat sheet, I think we've got five or six guys that are at, at double figures. Uh, I think, uh, you know, we've been uh, getting better in terms of our understanding of, of value in the ball, and that will be critical at VCU as much as it's been all season long uh, going in their building and playing against the type of pressure we'll see. So I think we're still getting better. I think there's still room for improvement, but I think, you know, if I had to put a put a finger on it, I'd say uh, we've got a group that is unselfish, uh, that that understands how they can contribute to helping the team be successful, and and they're bought into that. Now, one player who leads the A10 in assists is Jalen Crutcher, and uh, I can't believe it's taken me this long uh, into our show tonight to even bring up Jalen's name after the game he had yesterday, uh, and the, you know, he's Bucky and I like to call him Jalen Clutcher. Uh, for the way that he uh, he performs uh, when you need him to step up and make a play, and, and he certainly did that uh, for you in, in a couple of different ways uh, down the stretch uh, yesterday. Yeah, I thought, you know, the the, the game plan yesterday for, for UMass was kind of predicated on, on, on trying to be disruptive uh, for Jalen. You know, they picked him up 94 feet. They ran guys at him off of every ball screen. They tried to run two at him, and I thought he did a good job of playing with poise and picking the spots and uh, he made some some huge shots. I thought he did a really good job of being able to distribute the basketball and get other guys involved and get other guys shots and and uh, just maintain his composure. You know, for for a sophomore and and he saw that last year and there were times where where the cumulative effect of that would get the best of him. But I, I thought he handled himself really really well in that environment. Yeah, obviously hit the big uh, the big three to give Dayton the lead for good. And then I think just as big a play when he attacked and made a pass to Trey. The Trey ended up getting fouled, didn't get the basket. But to me, that was assist-worthy yeah. for the play he made. No question. It was huge. Obviously, the play you're talking about is, you know, we're under a minute there to go with a three-point lead with possession. And, and uh, 
you know, we needed to we needed to get a, a bucket there to, to make it a two-possession game down the stretch. And uh, I thought he did a great job, great decision, uh, you know, of finding Trey. And Trey was able to get fouled and, and make it a two-possession game. You've seen uh, a lot of different things thrown at your team this year. Uh, you know, so case in point, uh, yesterday UMass says, okay, we're going to make uh, Jalen Crutcher uncomfortable. We're going to run guys at him. Obviously, Josh Cunningham has seen every double and triple team uh, that's been invented. You know, people are trying to, you know, for lack of a better term, just kind of cut Obi's leg so that he can't, you know, can't even get off the ground. Um, you know, is that part of the growth of the team that you've got to look at what other people are doing to you and then prepare and adapt based upon the types of things that have been thrown at you? Yeah, I would say awareness more than anything. Um, you know, obviously, uh, like we game plan for our opponents, opponents are going to game plan for us. And, and uh, there's a certain identity that we talk about in terms of how we want to play that, that teams try to take you out of that identity. So we have to develop and continue to, 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 to buy into uh, – the toughness that it takes to be able to play to your identity in spite of what your opponent's trying to do. So, uh, again, I think that's an area for us that uh, yesterday was an opportunity to, to, to see a different look. Uh, you know, obviously you look at so far three games into the league, you know, the way Richmond defended was different than the way GW defended us, which was different than the way uh, that UMass defended us yesterday. And then we'll see a completely different look against VCU. So our growth and, and our understanding of that, uh, will play a large part in our ability to be successful and, and our ability to continue to improve and grow. Is this a team that, um, you know, I hate to use the term basketball IQ, but, but let's just call it that. I mean, that they, they, when, you, when you talk to about the different concepts and principles, uh, is, this, is this a good group at, at grasping onto that and retaining it and, and then applying it? I, th I think so. You know, I think our staff, I've got to give our staff credit. I think our, we've got a, a, a group of guys that do a great job in terms of teaching in terms of working with with our guys and and understanding that you know everybody doesn't learn the same way so just being able to to, to give guys information and teach in different ways that allow guys to to get it and uh donnie jones probably has had the best saying i've ever heard he goes you know our, our job is to you know we're teachers our job is to make sure they all get a's at the end of the day you know we we want them all to get a's and uh, that's how we got to look at it. So whatever we got to do to help them uh, understand, uh, you know, what they need to do to be successful. And every player I've ever been around, they, they want they want to be successful. They want you to help them be successful. So it's just a matter of trying to figure out what's the best way to do that. And sometimes you have to you have to experiment and you have to go through things to figure that out. But yeah, I think like we've talked about, I think it's the character of our group more than anything. You know, the Flyers enjoying some success right now. They've won six in a row, 3-0 and in the A-10, and some tough challenges ahead, as will be the case uh, every Monday night when we sit down here and talk because that's the way it is in college basketball. That's the way it is in Atlantic 10. But the most important game is the next game. In this case, it's Wednesday at VCU. We'll be talking more about that as well as a, a little peek at St. Bonaventure coming up Saturday night. This is the Anthony Grant Show. We are live at Frickers on Woodman Drive. The Anthony Grant Show, live from Frickers on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Now the three big things you need to know. The top stories we're following this hour. A semi carrying a load of pigs turns over on I-75. A convicted killer is indicted on charges that he kidnapped his girlfriend and killed her puppy. 
and Ohio swears in a new governor. You're never more than 15 minutes from Dayton's top stories. I'm Dave Daniels, WHIO Continuing News. Frickers is the home for incredible value. Monday, boneless frickin' chicken wings. Tuesday, traditional frickin' chicken wings. Wednesday, sirloin steak dinner. And Thursday, frickin' chicken chunks. Frickers is also ready to handle your graduation party or large catering order. Frickers takes the worry out of what's for lunch, dinner, or late night. Everyday values are at only one place. The home for fun, food, sports, and spirits is also the home for everyday values. Frickers. Did you know that in Dayton there is a financial and strategic advisory firm that provides both advice and execution for their clients? It's true, and they're in their second decade of serving the Miami Valley. They are MLA Companies, and you can find out more about them at mlacompanies.com or by calling 937-222-3622. Make sure to ask about their trademark value implementation process. MLA Companies, financial wisdom, transformative action, trusted advisors. We know your convenience matters. Visit mcair.com to get an instant online quote for a McAfee system. Any season, any time, McAfee. For the night, we've got some clearing skies early, falling through the 20s this evening, eventually down to a low near 15 degrees with wind chills in the single digits. I'm Chief Meteorologist McCall Vrydags in the Miami Valley Severe Weather Station, AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. You're listening to The Anthony Grant Show on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Call now, 457-1290. Now, back to the voice of the Flyers, Larry Hansgen. And welcome back to Prickers here on Woodman Drive, your home of fun, food, sports, and spirits, and of the Anthony Grant Show. Bud Light Mike is available for the folks here at Prickers, wherever you are at Flyer Nation. You can call us at 457-1290. Sue is at the Bud Light Mike. Step on up. you got a question for Coach. Talking about teaching them to be successful, how, how do you react when they're down by 20-some points and then they come back and win the game? I mean, do, do you yell at them or are you nice to them or what do you say to them? <laughs> You know, uh, that, that's a great question. I, I don't really study how I act. I guess um, for me, my, my, my thought is just trying to figure out a way we can, we can get it done. You know, so the thing we always talk about is it's always going to be a 40-minute game, and we've got to play for 40 minutes. So specifically in the huddle, I remember, you know, they came out and they may have made, you know, the first six or seven shots in a row and, uh, you know, jumped out to, to a lead there and, you know, we're, we're, you know, the guys were, were coming in and, and you could tell that it was, they were, they were shaking their heads like, okay, we just got, we just got hit. And so my comment is it's a 40 minute game. Here's what we need to do. You know, and obviously the first 10 minutes, you know, we get down 22. So from there, it's just a matter of, you understand you still have 30 minutes to play. Uh, so you want to cut the lead. My, my thing was if we could get it under 10 by the half, we'll be in good shape. And we had an opportunity to do that. Obviously, uh, there was a play where Jalen drove to the basket and uh, actually made the basket, and they called an offensive foul. We had a chance to cut it to seven there. Uh, but uh, to have it at 10 at the half, uh, I felt like, you know, we, we would be able to, to come out in the second half and, uh, and play well enough to give ourselves a chance. You know, the start of the second half, they scored the first seven points, and we, we got down 17 there. You know, so now I'm scratching my head like, okay. All right, but uh, our guys stayed with it, and obviously, you know, 
Jordan came down and nailed the three for us and we're able to get some stops. And I think by the 15-minute mark, we had it back to 10. So I felt good just in terms of what we needed to do moving forward. Again, and, and, and your defense really jump-started you, and, and, and Jordan Davis uh, was, was part of that, had a, a couple of steals. And, uh, you know, pivotal point in the game, uh, he makes a steal and an inbounds play. Uh, the official goes out, and then uh, oh, the official goes out, and then, uh, you know, there's a long delay while the officials help back the locker room and everything. Inbound play, he hits a three. Dayton goes to lead for the first time. And, and, and I just, I just, I just thought at that point in time, even though it did go back and forth for a little bit after that, but I thought once you got over that hump, the game had an entirely different feel. Yeah, I felt like once we once we got it, I think to to seven, I felt real good because I think there was still like eight minutes to play in the game, and then obviously that was a huge shot. Jalen made an unbelievable pass, an unbelievable read on the play uh, to find uh, JD in the corner, and uh, you know he caught it in the rhythm and knocked it down to give us the lead, and and you could see the energy. Uh, in the building with our fan base and obviously uh, on the bench with our guys and then the guys on the court as well. And, and I thought, uh, you know, defensively we really stepped it up and did a great job to close it out. You know, they shot the ball so well, uncharacteristically well early. But what I think maybe it underscores is that college basketball players, regardless of their stat sheets, if they're open <laughs> – they can make shots, no and, question. and that's in, in you know the, the the improved defense is why the shots didn't go in for them after that. Yeah, you know, and it pro- it shows how dangerous the three point line is. I think they were six for six to start to start the the, the game from the three point line with guys that, when you look at a stat sheet, uh, says that those guys weren't necessarily uh, that wasn't the strength of their game. And uh, you know, like yesterday, you look we we we're we came into the half. I think UMass is three for twelve from the three point line. You know, and they go out in the second half and they make seven. And uh, the thing we talked about at the half was, you know, we we watched uh, in, in terms of scouting UMass. They played Providence a few weeks ago, and uh, they they were down 50 to 30 at the half. And they came out in the second half, and I want to say they made 10 or 11 threes in the second half and ended up winning by one. So that's just the nature of, of college basketball. The three-point line is extremely dangerous, and, 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 you know, any team at any point could get hot and, it changes the game. Yeah, I remember uh, Coach Gregory, who happened to stop by today, and his uh, S- uh, South Florida Bulls uh, uh, worked out at the uh, at the uh, Cronin Center before their game tomorrow night against UC. I can remember once in a game where uh, a guy missed a shot, and he came back to the huddle, and Coach got on him a little bit, and, and the kid said, well, but Coach, I was open. And BG says, yeah, there's a reason you were open. <laughs> <laughs> no question, no question. I heard that a lot when I was playing for Coach Donovan, too. <laughs> um, uh, the focus is obviously on VCU here in these next couple of days of prep and, uh, and, and, and what should be going up there uh, defensively. And, and you alluded to it briefly, but uh, um, it's not complete havoc, but are you going to still see that type of pressure defense that we have seen from Rams teams and Rams coaches in the past? Yeah, that, that's what I've seen so far. I haven't, haven't fully, you know, gotten into into our, our prep for them. But what, what I've seen so far, yeah, we're going to see a varying varying degree of pressure, uh, whether it be running jumps or, or zone traps or, or full court man-to-man. But they, they do a great job of, of trying to dictate the tempo and speed you up or make it difficult for you to get in the rhythm that you want to be in offensively. So it'll be critical. Uh, huge key in the game is our ability to handle that. 
uh, take care of the basketball and limit their opportunities to get easy baskets. And then the Flyers going uh, to only in New York uh, on uh, Saturday for the game against St. Bonaventure. That'll be uh, your first uh, pr- privilege uh, to go up there. Um, you know, the, the kind of weekend that we had this past weekend, uh, in Olean they call that spring break. Uh, so I, it, it's, uh, I, you know, I throw a lot of rocks at them, but I have a mad respect for uh, the St. Bonaventure fans because it, it's really one, a great college basketball venue there. Uh, it should be an electric atmosphere Saturday night, so uh, should not be an issue for the guys being – you know, pumped up or anything, they'll they'll be in that hostile environment again. Uh, but that's what you want, and if you're going to play college basketball, it's the nature of college basketball. And anytime you go on the road, you, you got to expect that uh, it's going to be a hostile environment. It's going to be a difficult, a difficult venue. So you've got to make sure you bring your best and you understand what you've got to be prepared to do. A couple of things uh, away from the the schedule on tap this week. Uh, Chase uh, Johnson, who uh, who transferred in from Florida. Uh, is taking he's taking classes now. He's he's part of the team. How's he how's he getting acclimated? Well, he's got a lot on his plate. Obviously, uh, he got here um, Saturday evening and uh, was at the game yesterday. Started classes today, so there's some things he has to do in terms of you know just getting cleared and hadn't been on the court as of yet. So we're we're hoping all that stuff can take place here this week. But we're excited to have him. Uh, he's excited to be here and uh, we'll move forward. Yeah, uh, and again, uh, I, I think that uh, watching those guys that, uh, uh, for lack of a better term, your scout team, but those guys sitting out, just uh, the, the energy that they bring uh, to the practice floor is, is really pretty special. Well, they've, they've been uh, very, very pivotal in our ability to, 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 to get the start that we have so far to, uh, to conference play because, you know, sometimes those guys are, are harder to guard than what we actually have to go against, uh, you know, in, in games, you know, with with Jordy and with Ibby and, and, and Rodney and what they what they give us on a daily basis. Uh, uh, those guys, uh, they get it. They understand the role they play. Uh, I think uh, they're, they're uh, really mature in terms of their understanding of, of the role they play in helping us be successful. All right, Flyers are in a good place right now, uh, having strung together some success, six wins in a row, th- three to begin conference play. But as you as you tweak this team, as you push this team, what's 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 your focus right now in not just preparing for VCU and then with St. Bonaventure, but but to make this Dayton team even better than it was the last game? Well, I think that's it in a nutshell. Just how how do we get better? That that's really you know. So so we'll go and and like today was was more. Uh, what can we learn from the UMass game that can help us as we prepare? For VCU, and, and you try to try to show what we did and and how we can maybe do it a little bit better, or we need to do it differently, or hey, this is we need to continue to do what we've done. So it's it's more of just trying to teach and learn and grow because I think we have a group, uh, you know, still relatively young in terms of their experience in college basketball and what it takes and and who we need to be. So sometimes you can you can get caught up in the results so much that you lose sight of, okay, we, we need to continue to improve. So through winning, I want our guys to continue to see, okay, here's where we can get better. Uh, here's what we can do better. Here's where if we're in this situation again, we know how to handle what, what potentially could come. So, you know, there, there was, you know, a dozen things in, in, in the game uh, yesterday that we were able to point out today and, and try to teach from and hopefully over the course of a year, and for, you know, 
our young guys as they as they mature and grow you know they their iq continues to grow their understanding continues to, to grow and it helps us as we go forward especially with a, with a young team is it do you also in addition to pointing out the mistakes and saying let the, letting them see it on, on film on tape is it also important with the young guys to point out something that they did well and underline it and score it and saying that's what we're talking about yeah no question like pointed pointed example last night there's 13 seconds to go um we're up four and umass has the ball length of the floor and they've got a play on and we had two fouls to give so you know we talked about using a foul to break their rhythm and not let them run the play that they had on the full court and how we needed to foul and what we needed to do and and jd did a great job of executing uh making i think it was four or five seconds that ran off the shot clock and he was able to go after the ball, tip the ball, and they called the foul. They had to take it out on the side, and now they had a shorter court to go against uh, us, and, and uh, our execution there w was, was pretty good. There was uh, probably uh, a couple of plays. Like, for instance, uh, they ran uh, a gate play where they got an open three, uh, and we didn't defend that right. So the guys were really, they wanted to see that and know what, what, what would we do again if that were to happen. So you see that their heads are, they remember the plays, their heads are, are, are really thinking, okay, how would we defend that? And, and what do we need to do if that happens again? So I think that's, uh, that's good to see. All right, uh, good stuff uh, for the Dayton Flyers as they continue on this Atlantic 10 uh, path this season with a game at VCU Wednesday and then a game coming up Saturday at St. Bonaventure. We'll have both games for you here on the home of the Flyers and we're back here next Monday night. Again, we'll talk about it on the Anthony Grant Show. On behalf of our engineer producer, Caleb McLeod, the coach, Anthony Grant. I'm Larry Hanskin. Have a great week, everyone, and go Flyers. Go Flyers. From our downtown Dayton McAfee Heating and Air Studios, WHIO AM Dayton, WHIO FM Pleasant Hill, a Cox Media Group station.